Welcome to Zichud Avsi Man Memory of Ram Goldar, and today we're Mitzachas Psachim Dav Kuv Ches, the tenth parak Arve Psachim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was stated that Rav Nachman said the cups of wine of the Seder require seba, and it was stated that they do not require seba. The Gemara explains that there's no dispute, and they're referring to different cups. Some say the first two cups require seba, the Hashda Huda comes Chalal Cheres, because it's now that freedom begins, meaning the redemption is discussed over those cups. The last two cups do not require it because what happened has already happened. After the narrative is over, it's no longer necessary. Others say the last two cups require a seba because it's at that time that freedom is a reality. The first two cups do not require a seba because we're still discussing our slavery with Avadim Ayinu. We were slaves to Paro and Mitzrayim. The Gemara concludes, now that it was stated like this, and it was stated like this, both these two cups and these two cups require a seba. Point number two, the Gemara discusses who must lean. A woman in the presence of a husband does not need leaning, but if she's a prominent woman, she needs leaning. The Rosh Bum explains that a woman does not typically lean because she's apprehensive in her husband's presence and subservient to him, whereas a prominent woman generally will eat reclining. Ben Eitzel Aviv, boy, a son in the presence of his father needs to lean. The Rajbam explains that a son is not as subservient to his father as a man's wife is to him. And regarding a Talmud in the presence of his Rebbe, Abai said when we were in the yeshiva of our master, referring to Rabbah, we would lean on each other's knees during the Seder. But when we came to the yeshiva of Rav Yosef, who became the head of the academy after Rabbah, he told us, you don't need to lean for more Rabbah, more Shemaim. The fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. And point number three, Rav Yehuda in the name of Shmuel teaches several halachos about the Dalit Kosos, which the Gemara then explains. They must contain enough wine to produce a nice cup. The Gemara, according to the version preferred by the Rajbam, explains, This is a Raviz. If he drank them pure, meaning without adding water to the wine, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rava adds, He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, but he didn't fulfill the obligation to act in a manner that expresses cherus, freedom. Rajmam explains that he didn't fulfill the mitzvah completely because wine must be diluted to be considered prominent. Rajmam also notes that our wines do not need to be diluted. Number three, Shasan Bivas Achas Yatsa. If he drank them all at once, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rav says, Yatsa. He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine. The Rashmam explains that this is the mitzvah of Simchas Yantav, but he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Dald Kosos. And finally, Yatsa. If he gave his children and the members of his household to drink from them, he fulfilled his mitzvah. Nachum Yitzhak says, Only if he personally drank most of the cup. So once again, the three points are, number one, it was stated that Rav Nachman said the cups of wine at the Seder require a seba, and it was stated that they do not require a seba. The Gemara explains that there's no dispute, and they're referring to different cups. Some say the first two cups require leaning, because it's now that freedom begins, meaning the redemption is discussed over those cups. The last two cups don't require because what happened has already happened. After the narrative is over, it's no longer necessary. Others say the last two cups require leaning because it's at that time that freedom is a reality. The first two cups don't require leaning because we're still discussing our slavery with Avadim Hayinu. We were slaves to Paro and Mitzrayim. The Gemara concludes, Now that we say it like this, and we say it like that, both these two cups and these two cups require a seba. Point number two, the Gemara discusses who must lean. A 
A woman in the presence of her husband does not need a leaning, but if she's a prominent woman, she needs a leaning. The Rashbam explains that a woman does not typically lean because she's apprehensive in her husband's presence and subservient to him, whereas a prominent woman generally will eat reclining. Ben Eitzel Avi Ba'aseba, a son in the presence of his father, needs leaning. The Rajbam explains that a son is not as subservient to his father as a man's wife is to him. Regarding a Talmud in the presence of his Rebbe, Abai said, When we were in the yeshiva of our master, referring to Rabbah, we would lean on each other's knees during the Seder. But when we came to the yeshiva of Rabbi Yosef, we became the head of the academy after Rabbah. He told us, you don't need to lean for more Rabbah, kamor shemaim. The fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. And point number three, Rav Yudah in the name of Shmuel teaches several halachas about the Dalt Kosos, which the Gemara then explains. They must contain enough wine to produce a nice cup. The Gemara, according to the version preferred by the Rashbam, explains, Ravis. This is referring to Ravis. If he drank them pure, meaning, meaning without adding water to the wine, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rav adds, He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, but he didn't fulfill the obligation to act in a manner that expresses cherus, freedom. Rashbam explains he didn't fulfill the mitzvah completely because wine must be diluted to be considered prominent. Rashbam also notes that our wines don't need to be diluted. Shasan bevas achas yatsa. If he drank them all at once, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rav says, He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine. Rashbam explains this is the mitzvah of Simchas Yantav, but he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Dal Kosos. And finally, If he gave his children and the members of his household to drink from them, he fulfilled his mitzvah. Nachman Yitzchak says, Only if he personally drank most of the cup. Right, so now we go to Simber Dav Kovches, and this one was suggested to us by Mordechai Sloven from Ramat Bejemesh and Nathaniel Jacob from Great Neck, New York. Both suggested Kovches is a pickpocket from Kicha taking a pickpocket. So here we go. The pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder was disappointed when he, all he found in the pockets of the reclining son and Talmud was a note with a reminder to have a nice cup and to drink most of it. Once again, in slow motion. The pickpocket, pickpocket, that must be run duff, kufches. The pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder, which reminds us, it was stated that Rav Nachman said the cups of wine at the Seder require Seba, and it was stated that he said they do not require Seba. So the Gemara explains that there's no dispute and that they're referring to different cups. Some say the first two require leaning because the the because it's now that freedom begins, meaning the redemption is discussed over those cups. Others say the last two cups require leaning because it's at that time that freedom is a reality. The Gemara concludes, now that it was stated like this, and it was stated like this, both these two cups and these two cups require his seba. So the pickpocket reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine of the Seder was disappointed when all he found in the pockets of the reclining son and Talmud, which reminds us, the more discusses who must lean. A woman in the presence of her husband does not need to do a seba, but if she's a prominent woman, she needs leaning. The Rashbam explains that a woman does not typically lean because she's apprehensive in her husband's presence and subservient to him, whereas a prominent woman generally will eat reclining. A son in the presence of his father needs to do a seba. Rashbam explains that a son is not as subservient to a father as a man's wife is to him. And regarding a Talmud in the presence of his Rebbe, Abai said, when we were in the yeshiva of our master, referred to Rabbah, we would lean on each other's knees during the Seder. But when we came to the yeshiva of Rav Yosef, who became the head of the academy after Rabbi, he told us, you don't need to lean for more Rabbach, Kamor Shemaim. The fear of your Rebbe is like the fear of heaven. So the pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder was disappointed when all he found in the pockets of the reclining son and Talmud was a note with a reminder to have a nice cup and to drink most of it.
which reminds Rav Yudin, the name of Shmuel, teaches several halachas about the Dalit Kosos, which the Gemara then explains. They must contain enough wine to produce a kos yafa, a nice cup. The Gemara, according to the version preferred by the Rashmam, explains, Hayin Raviz, this is Raviz. If you drink them pure, chai, meaning without adding water to the wine, he fulfilled the mitzvah, where Rava says, Yedei yain yatsa, yedei cheres lo yatsa. He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, but he didn't fulfill the obligation to act in a manner that expresses freedom. Rashmam explains that he didn't fulfill the mitzvah completely because wine must be diluted to be considered prominent. Rashmam notes that our wines do not need to be diluted. If he drank them all at once, he fulfilled the mitzvah. Rav says, Yedei yain yatsa, yedei harbakotsu zol yatsa. He fulfilled the mitzvah to drink wine, whereas the Rashmam explains that this is the mitzvah of Simcha's yantam, but he didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Dal Kosos. And if he gave his children the members of his household to drink from them, he fulfilled his mitzvah. Rav Nachman Bar says, only if he personally drank most of the cup. So once again, the pickpocket who reclined while drinking the first two cups of wine at the Seder was disappointed when all he found in the pockets of the reclining son and Talmud was a note with a reminder to have a nice cup and to drink most of it. All right, now it's time for four blah Chazora. Daf Kuftalot. So the summer Daf Kuftalot is code, code. So here goes. The Cohen who discovered the secret code, code, that must be more on Daf Kuftalot. The Cohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Avdallah before the Bracha, which reminds us, reviewed to said in the name of Shmuel, HaMavdil Tzavashi Yomer Me'in Chasima, Sam of Chasima. So one recites, Abdal must recite in the body of the bracha near its conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's conclusion, but the people of Pumadisa say, Me'in Pesichasan, Sam of Chasimasan. He must recite near its conclusion, a clause similar to the bracha's opening words. The Gemara asks what the nafkamina is between the two, and the answer is it's the case of Yantav that falls after Shabbos, where the Chasima of the bracha is, Be'in Kodesh or Kodesh. According to the one who holds Me'in Pesichasan, nothing particular needs to be added, whereas according to the one who holds Me'in Chasimasan, one is required to say the additional words of Ben Kedusha Shabbos and Kedusha Yantav Hivdalta. Between the Kedusha of Shabbos and the Kedusha of Yantav, you have separated. So the Kohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Havdal before the Bracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi. Which reminds us, Rabbi Shubin Levi said, that one who recites Havdal must state separations that are similar to the separations mentioned in the Torah itself. But the Gemara challenges this based on a price that teaches that with Havdal, one says, HaMavdil ben Kodesh al ben Orl Choshel ben Yisrael Amin ben Yom HaShvi, L'Sheshes Yimei ben Tamil Atar, ben Yom HaChavrab, between the sea and the land, ben Maim Elyonim and Maim HaTachtonim, ben Kohanim Levim Yisraelim. Now, if Havdal can only include separations that were mentioned in the Torah, we don't find Havdal mentioned in reference to the between the sea and the land. So the grand answer is that that clause was an error, and in order to have the requisite seven separations, the clause of Kohanim, Levim, and Yisraelim is a combination of two things. It refers to a separation between Levim and Yisraelim, as it's written, Be'isahi, Hivdo Hashem, as Shevet HaLevi. At that time, Hashem separated Shevet HaLevi, and it also refers to a further separation between Kohanim and Levim, as it's written, B'nei Amram, Aaron, Moshe, Yibado, Aaron, Kodesh, Kodesh, Kadashim. The sons of Amram, Aaron and Moshe, and Aaron were separated to sanctify him as a holy of holies, he and his children. So the Kohen who discovered the secret code that was hidden in the last clause of Havdalah before the Baracha realized it was a message for him to separate from his friend Levi and to only say Barachas that day where the word Baruch is not recited both at the beginning and at the end. Which reminds us, Abraisa teaches that a Baracha must generally contain the word Baruch once at the beginning and again at the end. Exceptions to this rule are Birchaz of Mitzvahs, Birchaz of Peros, a bracha smuchel chaverta, a bracha that immediately follows another one which does not begin with baruch. The Rajbam gives the brachas of Shmona Esri as an example and indicates that such groups of brachas are considered like one bracha. And the bracha chron should be kriyashma, and the bracha that follows kriyashma, which does not begin with baruch, 
Rashbam explains that this bracha is considered to immediately follow the bracha that preceded Krishma, because one may not interrupt between Krishma and the bracha that follows it. Daf Kufhei. So the similar Daf Kufhei is a Russian hacker. So here goes. The Russian hacker. Russian hacker. That must be more in Daf Kufhei. The Russian hacker who created a Shabbos robot that automatically interrupted his meals when the time for Kiddush came Friday night, which reminds of Rav Hananya Bar Shalemya and the Talmudim of Rav, were eating a meal on air of Shabbos and Rav Hamnuna was serving them. They asked him to check if Shabbos had begun because if it had, they would remove the table and return it specifically for Shabbos to distinguish the Shabbos meal from the weekday one. He told them, based on a statement of Rav, there's no need to do that because Shabbat kava nafsha. Shabbos establishes itself. The Rosh explains that the remainder of the meal would be distinct from its beginning even if the table was left in place because one interrupts his meal to say Kiddush as soon as Shabbos begins due to the prohibition against eating before Kiddush. Rav Amram adds in the name of Rav, the Kiddush Kovas, Kovas. The advent of Shabbos establishes itself with respect to Kiddush, but the departure of Shabbos does not establish itself for Havdalah, meaning one must interrupt the meal to say Kiddush at the beginning of Shabbos, but one need not interrupt to say Havdalah at the end of Shabbos, even though it may not begin eating before Havdalah. So the Russian hacker who created a Shabbos robot that automatically interrupted his meals when the time came for Kiddush Friday night and featured a day reminder for when he forgot to make Kiddush at night, which reminds us Rav Nachum Yitzhak told Ravina that the sons of Rav said, one who did not say Abdullah on Motsi Shabbos may say Abdullah through the following week. And we may have heard from this that similarly, someone who did not say Kiddush on Friday night may say Kiddush throughout the following day. Ravina challenged this based on a brace that says, Shabbos v'yontav ain't behem kedusha alkos, v'yesh behem hasgara, b'virchaz amazon. Shabbos v'yontav days, in contrast to Shabbos v'yontav nights, do not feature kiddush on a cup, but do feature mention the specialness of the day in b'virchaz amazon. The Rashbam explains that the kiddush mentioned here refers to the bracha that proclaims the kedusha of the day. Rav Nachum Yitzhak answered, as explained by the Rashbam, that the brace is not discussing someone who failed to say kiddush at night, as the chachamim required. So the Russian hacker who created a Shabbos robot that automatically interrupted his meals when the time for Kiddush came Friday night and featured a day reminder for when he forgot to make Kiddush at night was known for his very late child shoes because Shabbos was no burden for him. Which reminds us, Ravina then challenged Rav Nachum Yitzhak based on another bracelet which says, If one has limited food with which to honor Shabbos and he must choose between the honor of Shabbos day and the honor of Shabbos night, the honor of the day come first. But if he only has one cup of wine, he should say Kiddush on Friday night, which proclaims the sanctity of the day. Now, if Kiddush may be said during the day, why should he not leave the cup until the next day? And use it then for Kiddush and to honor the day. Of Nachman Yitzhak answered that Kiddush is said at night and not delayed because a mitzvah is precious in his time. He went on to explain that unlike Kiddush, Havdal is delayed if there's some benefit to doing so because with respect to bringing the day of Shabbos, the early we do it, the better, and we thus demonstrate our Chavivas for it. But with respect to escorting the day out, we delay it so it will not appear to be a burden for us. Daf Kufav. So the simmer Daf Kufav is a tightrope walker walking on a fine line. So here goes. The tightrope walker whose act featured making Kiddush Rabbah on the high wire and then staying there until Tuesday afternoon to make Havdalah got booed by the crowd when he messed up one time and tasted the food before making Kiddush. Once again in slow motion. The tightrope walker, tightrope walker, that must be more on Duff, Kuf, Vav, Kav, Line. 
the tightrope walker whose act featured making Kiddush Rabbah on the high wire, which reminds us of the story of Ravashi visiting Machosin trying to figure out what to do when they told him Shabbos Day to make Kiddush Rabbah. He ended up dragging out the Bori Pirkafen to see if anybody would be impatient and drink, and indeed, an elderly man started. Ravashi applied to himself the Pasuk, Achacham Eina Barosho, the wise man has his eyes in his head, meaning he has foresight. The Rashbam explains that they called it the great Kiddush, Kiddush Rabbah, because it's the bracha which is recited whenever Kiddush is recited. So the tightrope walker, whose act featured making Kiddush Rabbah on the high wire, and then staying there until Tuesday afternoon to make Havdalah, which reminds the sons of Rabbi Chia say, One who did not say Havdalah, Motsi Shabbos, may say Havdalah throughout the following week. Rabbi Zerah explained, Ad until the fourth day, meaning up to and not including Tuesday night. So this ruling is similar to a ruling with respect to a get. The first three weekdays are called after Shabbos, and the last three weekdays are called before Shabbos. Rashbam explains that this would be relevant for someone who gives a get and stipulates that he is given 200 zoos after or before Shabbos. If he said after Shabbos, the get would only be valid if she gives him the money prior to Tuesday night. So the tightrope walker, whose act featured making Kiddush Rabbah on the high wire, and then staying there until Tuesday afternoon to make Havdalah, got booed by the crowd when he messed up one time and tasted the food before making Kiddush. Which reminds the Malchokas of one tasted food before making Kiddush or Havdalah. Rav Huna says, in the name of Rav, Tam in a Makadish. After one tasted food, he may not say Kiddush. Rashbam explains that he should not say Kiddush on Friday night, but he should say it the next day before the meal. This would seem to be a penalty imposed by the Rabbanim for eating prior to Kiddush. Rav says the final halacha is that one does say Kiddush and Havdalah. Daf Kufzain. So the simple Daf Kufzain is Kuskus. So here goes. The lavish Kuskus dish. Kuskus dish. That must be one Daf Kufzain. The lavish Kuskus dish prepared from Malav Malka was not touched. By the visiting rabbi, he was given dapir for Havdalah, which reminds us of the incident of a member traveling being given dapir for Havdalah, not wanting to make Havdalah anything but wine, went to bed fasting. When it happened again the second year, he said, If so, beer is the wine of the province. He said Havdalah and he tasted some food. Rashbam explains that a member meant that because wine was regularly unavailable there, Beer was the local equivalent and therefore suitable for Abdallah. And the Gemara discusses the suitability of several types of beer for Kiddush and Abdallah and brings some incidents about the ill effects that occurred after drinking some date beer. So the lavish couscous dish prepared from the love of Malka was not touched by the visiting rabbi who was given date beer for Abdallah and told to make sure he had a cheek full, which reminds us, as a Malchokas, how much wine must be tasted when making a bracha over a kos shal bracha, such as Kiddush, Havdalah, and Birch The Tanakhama says a koshu, and Rabbi Yossi Bar Yehuda says a cheekful, a mali lugmo. Another Bryce is brought that supports the second opinion. So the lavish couscous dish prepared for Malav Malka was not touched by the visiting rabbi who was given date beer for Havdalah and told to make sure he had a cheekful, and who was now in such pain that he couldn't even dream of eating Arab Pesach close to Mincha Katana. Which reminds us, it was a question when the Mishnah said that one should not eat Erev Pesach Samoch Mincha. Was that referring to Mincha Gadol or Mincha Katana? The Gemara explains that this issue revolves around the reason for the prohibition against eating close to Mincha. Is it because a meal at Mincha Gadol could be drawn out and cause a person to not bring the carbon Pesach, which must be brought that afternoon? Or is it because a later meal at Mincha Katana could cause a person to eat the matzah that night in a manner of achilo gasa, excessive consumption. And the Rajbam explains that achilo gasa is not halachically considered eating. The Gemara proves more brightly that samachumincha katana tanan. The Mishnah states that one may not eat on Arab Pesach close to mincha katana. All right, now it's time to conclude the pop quiz of 10 questions plus three bonus questions from Masechus Baruch Shabbos and Erevan number one. Which stuff do we know that the cup must be filled with enough wine to be a kosyafe, which is understood to be a revius, and one is required to drink most of the cup? That's on daf. 
Kufchas. Good number two. Which stuff do you learn? The rubber holds if one tasted food prior to making Kiddush Friday night. They should not say it, but they should say it Shabbos day. That's on Duff. Kufbav. Good number three. Which stuff do we have two different opinions whether Rav Nachman meant that the first two cups are drunk with a seba or the last two cups are? That's on Duff. Kufchas. Good number four. Which stuff do you learn? The one has until Tuesday night to make Havdalah. That's on Duff. Kuvav. Good number five. Which stuff do we discuss whether wives, sons, and Talmidim do Haseba at the Seder? That's on Duff. Kuvchas. Good number six. Which stuff do you learn? When the Mishnah forbids eating close to Mincha Er Pesach was referring to Mincha Katana, so the one does not come to eat the Matzah as an Echila Gasa. That's on Duff. Kuzayin. Good number seven. Which stuff do we learn that one needs to interrupt a meal for Kiddush, but one does not have to interrupt it for Havdalah? That's on Duff. Kufay. Good number eight. Which stuff do we learn that Amemer determined that Shekhar, the date beer, was the Khamer Medina of the place he visited, since wine wasn't regularly available? That's on Duff. Kufzayin. Good number nine. Which stuff do we learn if one only had one cup of wine, he says Kiddush at night because Chaviva Mitzvah Vishaita, whereas we delay Abdullah, so Shabbos does not appear like a burden. That's on Duff. Kufay. Good. Number ten. Which stuff do we have the mice of Rav Ashi Machoza? Being asked to make Kiddush Rabbah, that's on Duff. Kufav. Good now, the three bonus questions. Number one. Which stuff do we discuss what one does if he forgot to join in a Zimun? That's on Duff. Nonum Brachas. Good. Number two. Which stuff do we discuss whether a small menorah with grooves is considered Moksa? That's on Duff. Membav and Shab is good. And number three. Which stuff do we discuss Alechia Omed Me'elav? That's on Duff. Tezbav and Erev. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Ramgol Nazikhu wishing you a great day and great learning.